you're going to use that opportunity to go and, and indoctrinate these kids with your street ghetto philosophy. Certain point. If you raise your level of income to the status of a rock star, then uh -huh, uh -huh, then, right. then you got to keep coming up with ways to maintain that status. We, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even saying eat meat, but at least put some cereal in the milk. Come on. <laughs> you, that's like taking six, 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 the mark of the beast, and redefining it like Biggie tried to do, and saying no, it means this or that. No, 666 is 666, you can call it holy 666, but it's still the mark of the beast. Whether it's welcome or unwelcome, you as preachers of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Child's play, what am I talking about? The cares of this life can make it hard for us to surrender to God. How many of you know that to be true? Luke 21 and 34, and I love the NLT. I'm not big on the NLT. Is it the NLT? Yeah. But I love its translation on certain things, especially this one. Watch out, Jesus says. Don't let me find you living in careless ease. Careless ease is when you'd rather not deal with yourself and your circumstance so you don't care. And then there's an ease and a rest and a peace. You ever seen somebody with that fake peace on them because they don't care? I'm like, dude, everything around you is messed up. But because you got a little money, you got a nice house, got a nice car, really don't care. I just really don't care. But personally, you're jacked up. Your heart is jacked up. Your mind is jacked up. Yeah. But you just decided not to care. Wow. Okay. So you go park yourself in a church that don't care. Mm. They don't care. All they care about is being in there. Yeah. Don't let me find you just not caring. And drunk. And filled with the worries of this life. This is Jesus talking. Very important stuff. Things in our past can many times affect the way we respond to God and affect how we perceive God to respond to us. That's that person. God told me this. God told me that. God told me this. They think God is telling them everything and God is really telling them nothing. They haven't picked up the word so they don't know what God is saying. We go for the word. If what you say God said didn't line up with the word, then God didn't say it. If what is happening to you does not line up with the word, then God's not doing it. Is it that simple? That's why God gave us a constant. He gave us something that is, I like to use the term, absolute. It's not relative. It's not based on where we are and what we need. It's just based on what it is. Absolute. That means absolutely anything that happens, if it doesn't line up, with the absolute word, then it wasn't God. That's why it's important to know what the word, look at somebody say, it's important to know what the word says. That's why you come here. We're going to tell you in here what the word says. Because everything you claiming to be God is not. Our lives develop a certain way and our response to God is usually based on how we have developed. So whenever someone's telling me what God said, what, God's, what God did, I'm always trying to figure out 
how they were raised, what they went through, why are they perceiving God this way? Because God is invisible. Okay? He left his word for us to understand his word, but if you don't read his word, you don't know what he's up to. And because of that, people make up what they want God to be into. (laughs) This is why Israel decided they wanted a king. Because they was tired of not having a God that they could see. We need people in God's place. Because people will do it and say it based on how they developed. God is absolute. Absolutely, that's who he is. The word is absolute. It's not going to change for you. But man will change for you. Man will even change God's word for you. You'll even change God's word when it's convenient. Because you're not constant. You're relative. You're always learning and growing and changing. Amen. Some of y'all change your hair every week. I don't even know your name. Thought I knew it, but man. Just too many changes. But we're ever evolving. We just change. We're just people. We change. You know? Your old homies come up to you. Hey, man, let's go smoke this crack. I don't smoke crack no more. What? I, I, I quit. I know they say you can't, but I did. God saved me. I don't smoke crack no more. I changed. I'm different. Okay? Now you're relative to what God did to you. You're relative. But God... He's not changing. So when you were smoking the crack, he wasn't listening to you. See, I can't get amens on that part. He's, he's absolute. So if you're absolutely not going to line up with his word, he ain't talking to you. You're not his. I see. Amen. Now, I'm not saying you got to be perfect, but I'm saying you have to have a love for him and obey his commandments in order to, for him to respond to you. And especially if you want him to help you with your struggles. You better get in position for his help. You're not going to just do the fool and expect him to go along with you. Man, I can't get amen. I, I must be preaching a gospel that's too hardcore. But that's who God is. He's out. Look at somebody say, he's absolute. That's it. That's it. And that's all we have to go on. It's good that he's absolute. That way we know where he stands. We don't ever have to question. No one has to question what God thinks. You don't have to wonder. I just wonder how God feels. No, you don't have to wonder. Pick up the word, you find out exactly how he feels. That's why folks don't want to read it. They want to just perceive God the way they want to perceive him. Luke 18 and 15, very powerful. And they brought unto Jesus infants also, that he would touch them. But when his disciples saw the children coming up to be touched, they rebuked them. But Jesus called them unto him, said, no, come, come on, children, come back. And then he used a parable. Jesus was just, man, he's the man. Good gracious. He said something that just echoed through eternity. He said, don't forbid the children to come unto me. For of such is the kingdom of God. And you know, everyone around was like, hmm? Because yeah. this, this is just one of those moments. Then he breaks it down. He said, truly, I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall in no wise enter therein. 
So, you know, they're automatically looking at it and saying, oh, well, we didn't get to get blessed when we was little, so we can't go to heaven. And Jesus is like, man, what's wrong with y'all? If you don't come to me like this, and he's looking at the children saying, this is the way you come to me, in the posture, with the mindset of a child. Very important stuff. Innocent. The innocence of a child is required of every believer that comes to God. Childlike innocence is needed because the younger the child, the more dependent the child is. The enemy's desire is to disrupt our development during childhood so we can lose our purity in coming to God. So the reason why the devil won't parents cussing at their children, abandoning them, treating them crazy, talking wild to them, doing all kind of junk in front of them, listening to questionable music in front of them, watching questionable movies with nude scenes and cussing. The enemy's desire is to disrupt, look at somebody say disrupt, our development during childhood so we can lose our purity in coming to God. This happens, the three A's, various ways. First one, abandonment. Look at somebody say abandonment. Abandonment. It's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to abandon your child. When a child is abandoned by a parent, whether through neglect, divorce, or selfishness. Abandonment through neglect is you're in the house, but you're not of the house. You ain't in the house when it counts. So your children don't see you. They feel abandoned. Divorce. People divorce for various reasons. But whatever the reason is, it doesn't matter what the reason is. It's the same consequence. Whatever the reason is, a parent has got to abandon the children. See, you can't get amens on that. Yeah. No matter what happens, if it's divorce, somebody is going to abandon the children. One of them. Because if one of them doesn't, then that means you're all together. That's right. There's no way around it. It's the consequence of it. And they're going to feel abandoned. No matter what you tell them, you're not there. Oh, the amen just thinning. I'm sorry. I, I, can I just tell you the truth? I have to. It's my responsibility to tell you the truth. Yeah. Any psychiatrist will tell you. Children process the death of a parent better than they do the divorce of a parent. Process it better. Child can handle you dying better than you living without them. I'm not, here to, I'm not trying to make nobody feel bad. I'm just telling you the truth. So those of you thinking about divorcing, think again. Can I tell the truth? Or selfishness. Selfishness means that you're so childish at your old, in your old age that you're still thinking about yourself and not your children. It's about you. It's still about you. You grown and selfish. The child responds by replacement. So if you abandon a child, child replaces you. Father, if you're not there, in the African American community or the Hispanic community, it's usually hip hop. Get the child. Hip hop will raise that boy. That's what it that's that's who it targets, the fatherless. Hip hop will get him. It's gonna replace the man. It's gonna show him how to dress, how to act and behave. It's gonna give him a whole different language. 
Show them how to talk. Show them how to be rejected by society and still be cool. Walk around a reject. I'm cool. Matter of fact, teach you how to glorify being rejected. Yeah, that's true. Rejection is a good thing. It just means that you, they can't handle you. <laughs> that's what it is. That's replacement. So that boy is going to replace whoever's missing. That girl is going to replace it. So instead of having a man to tell her how pretty she is, her father, have a father to tell her she's going to make it in this life. She's going to be a great mother, great wife, all those wonderful things that a father can tell her, she's going to get little Junior to tell her. Because right. the father's not there. So here he come, telling her through his grills <laughs> how good she look. Nah, you kind of saucy. Little saucy. Saucy? Man, that's so disrespectful. And she just like, is um. Is um. <laughs> saucy so then she opened up a twitter account Lil Saucy yeah. open up facebook Lil Saucy you in Lil Saucy's world now she's taking pictures like Eddie Long in the mirror That's what I'm saying. Some little old dude and came up to her and called her that and now that's who she is. That's her identity. You know why? Because the father yeah. is supposed to give her that. Yeah. That's, that's what the father's words do. Yeah. Moms, I love you. I love you, but you can't do it. You can't give the child identity. It doesn't come from you. It just can't. It has to come from the head. It comes from the man. And when that child struggles with identity, they'll, they'll, they'll struggle for the rest of their life if they don't get it. The child will replace the missing parent with something else that can fill the void. But later in life, look at somebody say later in life, it's going to register with a lot of you today. Later in life, the hurt and pain never goes away. So the person has a hard time allowing right people in their life because they learned at an early age how to replace the right person with other things. You know, you're always wondering, man, boy, why are you, you know, some of you mothers, especially single mothers, you wonder why are you always hanging around rejects? Son, every time I look back, there's another reject in your life worse than you. That's because he's used to replacing what is good and right with what is wrong. He learned that at a young age. Because he had to replace his daddy. Because the right person is the father. So they learned that when the right person is gone, I just replace him. And at a young age, they're not going to make the right decision with the replacement. They don't have enough information. They're not old enough. So they're going to choose the wrong person. So they're going to always buddy up with that ignorant person at school. But he learned at a young age. Whoever acts like they like me, wants me, or cares for me, that's who I hang out with. That's what abandonment does. Second A, abuse. Whether sexual, physical, mental, or emotional, abuse will cause a child to live in fear. When a child lives in fear, they fear everything, especially forming relationships. When you try to love a person that abuses you, you learn that those you love are bad for you. This learned behavior causes the abused child to grow up choosing bad people 
and dangerous relationships. That's what abuse does. And the third A, anxiety. See, it was the New World Order. Let me get on stage for this part. It was the New World Order. It was their plan to get our kids on drugs. Yeah. Their plan was take the mother out of the home, make all the kids latchkey, put them all in daycare, latchkey, take them out of the protection of the home. God's original plan was the man, work, woman, raise the children. That's God's plan. You can get mad, leave church if you want. God's plan. Okay? Whether you do it or not, circumstances are different. I understand different things, different whatever. I understand all of that. But God's, look at somebody say God's plan. God's plan was for the man to work and the woman because he always wanted someone protecting the children. Always. But the New World Order decided that if we can empower the women to find their purpose, destiny, season, harvest, and all that outside of the home, then it would leave the children uncovered. And if the children are uncovered, the children will take on something that children aren't supposed to have. And it's called anxiety. What is a child worried about? You know what I'm saying? Because a child has nowhere to put this. Nowhere. So what the doctors want to do is they know this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity to get your child on some prescription drugs that are the same drugs that they're legal street drugs mind altering because whatever whatever one good thing it does it does 20 side effects then we get to put that boy in special ed make the prisons larger because you remember brother Will told us that that's how they know how big to make the prison they take the number of black boys that are in special ed and they make the plans for the prisons. Because they know once you put a special ed stigma on a child, he thinks he's dumb for the rest of his life. Can I tell the truth? Anxiety! When a child grows up with emotional issues that stem from the sins or issues of the parents, what is a child worried about their father for? Father, why are you making your child worry about you? Oh, I ain't getting no amen. What is a child worried about the mama for? What is mama going to do? Why does a child even know mama has something up? That's right. That's true. That's true. When we was growing up, I don't know, my mother and father, I don't know what was going on with them because they never told us nothing. That's true. That's true. It wasn't our business. But when you're immature, you can't even shield your own children. You're trying to get your children on your side. Why does a child even know? Yeah. Something bad is going on in the house. Yeah. That's right. Seven, eight-year-old child coming up, Daddy, I'm just praying for you that you'll stop cussing. <laughs> Are you crazy? Yeah. Mama, it's going to be all right. We're going to make it. Seven, eight years old? Mm-hmm. Anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Now the child got heart palpitations. And then the school going to label them. Now it's ADHD. Yeah. There's no such thing as that. There's no psychological drug. There's no such thing as a psych drug. Smoke some weed. Shoot, snort some coke. 
That's all it is. It's mind altering. Gives you another problem to worry about. That's all it does. Now you don't have heart pops, but your arm is too loose. You trying to get your arm together? You don't forgot all about the heart paps. How your heart paps? Oh, I don't. I don't have those no more. Arm just dragging the ground. I think I'll take my chances with the heart pap. Me and my wife saw something on TV, brother Will. I, 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 I mean, I had to. We had to ask each other. Did we just see that? It was late at night, and they showed a commercial for anxiety medication, and they said. Was it anxiety? What was it, babe? Depression. depression. Okay. There's no, let me tell you this, there's no drug that solves depression. Okay. Whatever you're depressed about is the problem. That's why Jesus said, don't let me come catching you drunkenness. Man, you haven't made all your problems go away with drugs. We saw this commercial, depression. They said, if you're taking depression medication, but you're still depressed, we want to sell you this drug to take along with your depression medication. Because if you take this drug along with your depression medication, it'll help your depression. <laughs> I mean, I almost passed out in the bed. I was like, because <laughs> you know, the way my, my mind is too analytical, I can't handle that. You just made my head hurt. So if your depression medication, you're still depressed after you take it, take this with the depression medication and it'll help you with the depression. But that means the first medication, why you got to take it with that? Why don't you just take two of those? You know what they're telling you? They're basically telling you that no matter how much you take, whatever you're depressed about is still going to be there. So when you come down off your high, it's still there. And if this was a commercial on TV, but now children are taking medications, Prozac and Ritalin, because they have anxiety, because some parent is dropping the ball. Man, I can't get amens in this place today. Well, I'm just like that. That's just me. That's just me. But well, the child didn't sign up for that. The child didn't know you was going to be immature and never change and give you set in your ways and won't do right. It's not the child's fault. Won't you do right at least for the child? Can you do right 18 years and after they go on, you can go back to being a fool? There you go. That's right. There you go. The thing that gets me is when the parent got the Michael Jackson syndrome. Where is my childhood? Yeah. It don't matter. Yeah. You grown now. You got a childhood in front of you. It's time for you to quit worrying about what happened when you was young. Right. Worrying and stressing at a young age teaches the child to create various personalities or seek pleasures to overcome these feelings. So when they have psychological issues, they go find they go get a boyfriend or a girlfriend. So they go get a peer their age to help them with their problem. Go get a girlfriend or boyfriend, have sex, get a disease or get pregnant. Now they're saying one out of every two black girls has genital herpes. One out of every two. Why? Why Why are they sexually active at a young age? Anxiety. These actions become more dangerous as they grow older and usually... Cause them to make a life-altering decision. Yep. These decisions change who they are to become. 
Y'all didn't hear that. These decisions change who they are to become. And negatively alter how they respond to life in general. These decisions make it hard for them to ever trust others. Growing up, all of these issues that occur in the developmental stages of a child can make it very hard for them to love and accept the love of others later in life. Galatians 5 and 14, For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So it's the devil's job to keep you from ever being able to love others as yourself because all he does is stop you from loving yourself. So if he can make you hate your existence, you can never really truly love anyone else's. Not only will they have a hard time being loved and understanding love, but they will have an even harder time opening up to others. Wow. When we cannot be honest with ourselves and those that love us, then we make it hard to really be free to love. So we don't know how to open up. Colossians tell us, lie not one to another. Look at somebody and say, stop lying. Lie Lie not one to another, seeing that you put off the old man with his deeds. You're not like that anymore. Stop lying. First, you got to stop lying to yourself. You're not okay if you're not okay. Quit trying to walk around and act like you're okay. Everybody can see you're not okay. You ain't fooling nobody. We're all in church to learn. Amen. I love you, but don't come around me acting like you're okay when you're not. You and your wife sitting together in church, but she's sitting across the room in her mind. Yeah, that's right. You think I can't see that? That's right, exactly. Yeah. Y'all almost sitting back to back. She's right. inching so far away from you. That's true. That's true. You think I can't see that? Right. Hey Amen. Just like Jesus, the Bible said he perceived. That's 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 the Holy Ghost. I can perceive. <laughs> I know how to do that. So ain't no need of fronting. Right. That's why we're here to get help. Amen. Well, like he's young, and I got to, you know, me and Pastor, we got to be like this, we got to be like, no, no, that's not what I'm here for. If you need help, I'd like to help you. There you go. Amen. You think God put us in this position without equipping us? I'm just telling you, that's what we're here for. Can I keep preaching? And these problems transfer from the natural to the spiritual realm. It's hard to love God if we cannot open up to him. All these issues that occurred in our lives blocked the pure stream of hope that once flowed through us as a child. There's a pure stream of hope that flows through the child. child starts crying knowing that somebody is going to solve my problem. Pure stream of hope. Child knows. Now we're withholding because we were abandoned, abused, or we have anxiety. Not the same. That child that would have trusted anybody. Just get me out of this seat. Pick me up. Now you're looking folks over. Well, I don't want them to walk away from me and not pick me up. So I'd rather have nobody pick me up. Just don't pick me up. 1 John 3 and 18. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but what? How do you love God? Doing what he says. How do you love God? With the truth. That's right. The day's going to come when they worship him in what? 
Spirit. Spirit and what? And truth. truth. So you can't worship God with a lie. Can't lie to yourself and please God. Hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts. Expose open. We know our hearts are secure before him because we know that we are of truth. It's no lie. Those lies change the way you approach God. Those lies change the way you approach each other. Those lies change the way you respond to your husband and your wife and your children. The saddest part of this is that the same hurts that we experienced as a child when not dealt with will be the hurts our children will experience from us. Because of your own hurt, your child will in most cases experience hurt from you because if you have not dealt with those areas, they will affect the way you behave and treat your own children. These cycles keep going until someone breaks it by becoming a child of God. Why do they say child of God? Why do they even call us children? What are they saying? What is Paul saying when he's saying little children? What is Jesus saying? Is he demeaning us and making us feel? No. He's telling you how you have to be. The faith you have to have. He's telling you. You have to be that child before the issues, before the cares, before the struggles, before the abandonment, the abuse, and the anxiety. You got to be that child again. Coming to God as a child requires us to do what children do. What do children do? A child loves unconditionally. Mama can go get on crack. Abandon the child. Come back. Child is like, thank you for being here, mama. Glad you're back. Don't work that way with fathers. That's why the Bible tells fathers specifically, provoke not your children to wrath. Mother can't do it. Because the mother doesn't carry the identity. She carries the nourishment. So the child wants the nourishment. Mama's going to get forgiven. Child going to forgive mama. No matter what. No matter what mama does, child going to forgive her. But daddy, it's different. He can provoke the child to wrath. Because his actions mean something different. They see what the mama does. And they say, woe is mama. They see what the daddy does and they say, woe is me. Because that's my identity step. Can I teach y'all this morning? But God commended us love toward us in that while we were yet sinners unconditionally, he died for us. That's how much he loves us. A child w- loves without fear. Child doesn't have any fear when they love. Child is not walking around with you crying because they're afraid you're going to drop them. Child knows if you're holding them, you got them. You never think about this, adults, but just think if you were suspended that high based on your size. You'd be like, ah! But the baby's just, they know you got them. They love without fear. They're not afraid of you hurting them. And even if you hurt them, they'll forgive you. Number two, a child forgives instantaneously. I spanked Jonathan. I mean, a minute later, he's all over me. I don't even know if it's supposed to be that way. (laughs) That's not a good thing. (laughs) A child forgives instantaneously. We got to go back to that. A child does not withhold itself from loved ones. Does he? 
soon as the baby learned to walk, you take him out somewhere, dress him all nice and cute and everything. Baby's one years old. You dress him up, got him all nice. Soon as he get home, he throwing stuff off. He the first thing gonna take off is his pamp and walk around just buff. <laughs> Ain't withholding nothing. <laughs> Naked and not ashamed. You know what I'm saying? He got gas. He don't care if the president of the United States is holding him. He gonna crack one. Gronk. And be like, just watch everybody scatter. He don't care. He ain't withholding nothing. If he gotta do it, he gonna do it right wherever. You know what I'm saying? He don't care. He don't care what you think. He's looking right at you. You could be like, eh, eh. He's just like. <laughs> <laughs> He's around people that love him. Y'all say I love me. Smell this. <laughs> Amen. Women, you know you change that little boy. You know he's gonna get you twice before he grow out of that stage, at least minimum twice. He gonna pee on you. He don't care. Sometimes they do it and start laughing. That's his first good laugh. You're like, boy! He ain't withholding nothing. That's a child's mentality. He's not, no, he ain't ashamed of that. Summary! God wants us to have childlike purity when we come to him. But because of how we were raised, we find ourselves behaving toward God the way we behave with people. When people hurt us, we quickly outgrow our childlike instincts and learn to hide ourselves and our true feelings from others. <coughs> Over time, we begin to hide ourselves from God. And it becomes difficult for us to have a true relationship on what? <sighs> that is just so key. Because see, what happens is people build a superficial relationship based on how they perceive things with God. But it's not a relationship on his terms. Y'all understand? So they can keep the foolishness and have God too. Sprinkle a little God on it. It's not on his terms. That's on your terms. And you know God does not operate on your terms. He's absolute. Not relative to who you are and what you went through. This is what the born again experience is. That's why I always ask people, have you had a born again experience? You must not have had a born again experience because you're not starting over. You're modifying your own existence with God. That's not born again. That's what Jesus told Nicodemus. He said, no man, I don't have nothing that you can just plug into who you are right now. You got to change everything. Rich young ruler, hey! You got something you can plug in so I can be down with you? She's like, I'm not plugging nothing in. You give up everything and start all over. That's why we talk about this stuff. That's why Brother Will talk about this stuff. Denouncing fraternities and sororities and Freemasonry and all this stuff. You're not going to plug God into that stuff. You got to get rid of that stuff. Those false gods. Oh, see the amen standing out. You're not going to have God and. Our whole ministry rests on that foundation. That's who we are. That's what the truth behind hip hop is. You're not going to stamp God on hip hop. That's right. You made that junk up. 
His terms. Look at somebody say his terms. His Not your terms. The born again experience means you start all over. That means you look at yourself and say, I'm jacked to the max. And I need to change. Don't need to modify it. I don't need a little reworking. I need to be trans by the renewing of my so I can stop being who I used to be. If any man be he's a brand new creation is the real word. He's a new creation. Old things the way he used to be is what? Look at him now. Behold. Look at him y'all. Look at him. All things have become new. This is why we must be born again. The born again experience should put us back in infancy. Ain't that what happens when a person is born? When they're born, they're an infant. Born again should put us back in infancy and allow us to have childlike faith and trust again. That means you take tiny steps to relearn. So you don't base God on how you grew up and what you saw growing up. But you base him on learning who he is day by day as an infant. I'm relearning everything. We should be able to come to him as a child. Ready to learn and receive so we can do away with our past and not allow the pain of it to hinder our walk with him. The only way to get rid of your past is start all over. What do you think being born again is? Buddhism, they tell you, no, you stay the same, but if you start chanting, but if you start chanting, then you're really the same person. You just have a different mindset. But Jesus said, no, bump that. Let's make you brand new. This is the only way we can be a new creation and old things be passed away. For all things to become new, we must start life over again. With the heart, mind, and spirit of a child. So God, right now I pray for each and every person under the sound of my voice, Lord. God, that they will come to grips of who they are, what has happened to them, and the place you've placed them in. God, that they would learn and relearn how to come to you as a child. To forget what was done to them. Put that away. Stop allowing that to dictate their future. All the bad things that happened to them, God. I pray right now that you will give them fortitude to step past those things. Step past what happened to them. And trust you again. Lord, I pray right now that everyone under the sound of my voice with issues from their past... God, that you will settle them right now. And that they will not affect their decision making in the future. But if we're in you, we are a new creation. Old things passed away. Behold, all things have become new. For some it's hard, Lord. Because some of the decisions they made are carrying over into who they are right now. But I pray, God, that you would give them the strength to make it past that stage. 
and do things right from this day forward. In Jesus' name. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.